It's a big word. It's it's legacy. What do you want your coaches, teammates, you know, fans to remember you about? Man, shit, I don't know. Just someone that was always <laughs> there, always willing to help. Just a good teammate. I don't ask to be put in a bronze statue outside, <laughs> outside the USA Rugby, Colorado, or anything. You know. <laughs> All right, everybody, it is that time. It is uh, 3 p.m. on the East Coast, and I believe noon, I did the math right, on the left coast. Uh, hello and welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. We have a special midday show coming your way today, so grab your lunch or an afternoon tea, depending where you are. Uh, we've got uh, Greg Peterson joining us here in just a few minutes, so stay tuned uh, for that. Uh, if you are not already following us, please do so at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning. Uh, to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, and much more. And you can find us on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, Instagram, some Facebook, um, that type of stuff. Mostly those first two. And if you are listening to the podcast replay of the show, which will come out tomorrow for those listening in live right now, uh, please subscribe and leave a review. Uh, Five-star reviews are great, and we'll be happy to read those reviews on the next show. Uh, But be kind. I'm, I'm kind of fragile. And lastly... Uh, we are live streaming on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you'd like to, you can uh, leave a question in those comments. We'll try to get them over to Greg or myself or Fitzy. And if you are listening in live, you can request ask a question from the bottom left of your app. And we'll get you up here as soon as we can. Uh, with that said, I am Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas. And my co-host, John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, is running just a little late. Um, middays are tough for him, but uh, we're making this work. So he'll be here soon. A couple of notes before we get into our guest. Um, just USA Women face Scotland this Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we can watch that on the Rugby Pass, and that is free. Uh, they looked pretty good against Samoa last week, uh, but slow start, but then uh, figured it out and turned it into a win. Some good starts from some of the newer players as well. Um, the word out there that Tomasi Boni is leaving his uh, his URC side and maybe coming over to MLR after, after the November Internationals, um, which is the... Uh, the, the couple we'll talk about later as well. And uh, our friends over at Rugby Index are hearing word of uh, a few other USA eligible players possibly coming stateside. So, um, you know, I may not have anyone to cover anymore on overseas, but we'll, we'll stick with who we have. Uh, it's some good stuff. Uh, with that said, let's get into it. Our guest is here waiting, um, and we got to welcome him back. He's been on the show before, and we've had a blast. Uh, let's all welcome Greg Peterson. Hey, Greg. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Just finishing up a uh, tough couple of days preparing for uh, Leinster, but it's been uh, yeah, it's been good fun being back in Glasgow. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Sure, sure. I'm, 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 I was looking forward to seeing the, um, uh, I think you had like Team Photo Day or something like that recently. I saw a few pop up on their the social media account. I was waiting to see one from you. Was, did that not happen? Yeah. <laughs> no, it did. It did. It did. Uh, I had to do it in a rush yesterday with a couple of the other international boys that came back from Scotland and Tonga. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully they come up soon so you can use them in your folder full of depths of, of the photos that you have. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. Uh, and we just you mentioned you're uh, you're in Glasgow now. But before we get into that, uh, let's step back a minute. How was your time back home in Australia? Did you get that chance to get to your favorite restaurant? Uh, some good family time. Yeah, it was it was it was really good. Like uh, it's been, you know, the past couple of months when I when we left Newcastle um, with the unknown destination, it was it was it was tough, a lot of stressful nights and this and that. Mm. But to to be home around family, 
um, and to, you know, just the, the, the home comforts essentially was absolutely awesome. I got to spend a lot of time with my, um, with my sister, Emily and her newborn Ellery. Um, and then just have to have all the, uh, all the kids and the cousins playing together, um, was just a lot of real good, uh, memories created from that. And then, you know, also with the grandparents too. So it was really good to get back and just spend some, um, just good quality family time. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. And now returning to Glasgow, as you mentioned, you were last with them and I think it was 2018. You know, how was it good? How was it to be back? You know, uh, did they leave the locker clean and untouched for you? <laughs> No, nah, not really. There's been a there's been a lot of bodies moving in and out. I'm pretty like I was yeah. very excited to get back and um, but the team's changed a fair bit. You know, new coach, um, a lot of new players, a lot of young players. Some some players that when I was there were just starting at the academy system. Um, so it's good to see that they've you know progressed through the Scottish uh, the Scottish pathway and done well. Um, you know the new coach and stuff, but even, but mm-hmm. what, the other nice thing was that um you know a lot of a lot of people like administration people or S and C staff etc that were in intern intern or um you know junior uh, roles were now in, now in those senior roles, so it's great to see that um that elevation from within and that progression um and see them all rewarded to doing well and you know and the club to do so well as they did last season yeah. Right. And talk about your contract you have with, with the Warriors now. How long is that for? Um, any other details you can share with us? So it's just till uh, just till the new year. So I've just I've come in, unfortunately, uh, JP Dupree's uh, that was mm-hmm. previously at sale. Um, he, he did his knee um, quite, uh, quite significantly. So they've asked me to come in and kind of help a little bit in terms of just requesting um, um, helping the Scottish players come back because obviously you've got um, Scott Cummings and Richie Gray and then mm. besides that there's uh, not a lot of um, uh, second row depth outside of that so just they just need an extra body essentially whether that be training for games or for uh, rotation policy whatever it may be they just need an extra body so was happy to more than happy to help uh, the club that I still hold very dear very dear to my heart right and you logged a tremendous amount of minutes with Newcastle and then also with the Warriors before when you're with them so you're probably not expected to log uh, that amount of game time this time um, you know, I hope so. I just, uh, you know, wherever yeah. I go, I, I very much want to uh, come in and compete. You know, I, I don't want to come in and hold a bag. I want to, you know, help ele- either elevate the players around me or help elevate the team or whatever I can. So, you know, I'm 100 com- 100% committed to the cause. Um, you know, they've got a goal of, of getting two two cups this season, you know, both the URC Championship mm-hmm. and the... Um, and the European Championships, so you know this this point of the season is is quite crucial um, because of the the World Cup and the delay of uh, a lot of international players coming back um, to get it off on a on a good stead is is extremely important. Um, so to to be in the position to help the team, it's you know I'm I'm, I'm excited to help out. And you mentioned uh, you were prepare you're, the team is preparing for Leinster the opening uh, URC match of the season. Uh, are you active and available for this match? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, there was a much more paperwork than I thought there would be to get <laughs> released from the RFU, this and that, whole medicals and everything. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready and actively ready to play if, if it's called upon. Yeah, so yeah. 
and you, you know, I'd be I'd be a little weary about Leinster. Not that you you guys can't beat them, but uh, or should I say, aka the Irish national team, they may be out for a little blood on this <laughs> this match on Sunday after the, the last World Cup. No, definitely. You know, they've they've they would be they'd be they'd be feeling it. I'm obviously I I highly doubt any of the uh, the Irish players would be um, involved. Because um, most right. of them, I think they'd be governed by the um, YRFU. To they have to have probably some stand down time. But you know, Leinster mm-hmm. have an extremely good, uh, uh, extremely good product that they've got going. You know, they've got an incredible pathway um, leading up to the Leinster Academy, the Leinster Academy itself, and then you know the the squad underneath them, underneath those uh, what was it like sixteen nationals or whatever, is still you right. know extremely strong players. You know, and it's so. It's a very strong side, um, but we've we've had we've had a really good week's prep. Um, you know, we pretty much because there was we didn't have a uh, preseason game last weekend. We, the the team's been preparing since Thursday last week, so we've already had five days of training to prepare for them. We got tomorrow mm. off, and then you know there's two more days of preparation. So. Um, yes, we've had plenty of time to look at film, formulate a game plan. And be able to go onto the pitch and execute that to the to the best of our ability. And looking at the end of your time with uh, with Newcastle, I don't think we've talked about this since then. But um, I mean, you were obviously playing a lot. You know, was it your decision, club decision, your wife's decision to to leave at the time? Um, we were definitely we were up for something different. You know, both Tess and I. Um, yeah. You know, it, it probably fell at a at a crossroads with Newcastle also. They were they were looking to go elsewhere um, in terms of how they wanted to structure the team. Um, they had a new coach coming in, um, and with the large amount of rugby, uh, well, rugby clubs that were folding, they um, they decided to take uh, and the the kind of the threat of that to themselves too so they they wanted to decrease their budget also so unfortunately just um they couldn't keep me around um which was Mm -hmm. very unfortunate but also understandable because at the end of the game this uh, at the end of the day this game is a business and if you don't treat it like that then either one side or the other is going to get burned you know and, and both tess and i and the kids were very much up for a different challenge you know we spent four years there had a great time you know, we mm-hmm. had our son born there, and kids went to school there, etc. Um, but we're very much up for um, something different um, in terms of the path path that we that we wanted to take. It, it didn't really pan out with the way it was due to just multiple factors, unfortunately. Um, but um, yeah, we're very happy with where we are now and the potential path that lays ahead. And you're all together in Scotland. Correct? Yes, yeah, we've we got. It never made sense for us to be split up for any reason because the mm-hmm. kids are at a good age where we can can pick them up and go anywhere. You know, it's, it's yeah, a bit yeah. of a nightmare trying to find <laughs> nurseries right now. But um, but yeah, it's still uh, they're still at a great age where they're just giant balls of play-doh that can go wherever and mold wherever the way we want. So <laughs> I'm hoping they don't have an English. Glaswegian accent added to it, but we'll uh, see how that goes down the line. <laughs> Giant balls of Play-Doh. I All like right. that. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you're listening in live, you can come up here and ask a question of any of us. Uh, you can do so by requesting from the bottom left of the app, and we'll get you up here as soon as we can. And I see our co-host is starting to join the show as well. And if you are listening in live in the live streams, you can drop questions in those as well. <laughs> Uh, and, and we'll try to get them on. And, and Greg, speaking of those comments, um, when we started 
announcing that you're going to be on the show. Now, we've, we've got two people quickly said one question, the same question. Do you have any idea what that might be? No, I don't, unfortunately. Off the top of your head. One was from, from Will Hooley, <laughs> and we've, we've definitely discussed this. He said, ask Greg why he's so angry all the time. I mean, we have discussed this before, and you must have really made an impact with this angriness at times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never sure if it's angry or just being absolutely miserable or misery. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of both. You know, I think it's the, the long-seated misery or anger is just, uh, <laughs> I guess it's just, it comes with age a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always been in a fun manner, but I always give people a lot of shit and maybe comes off of the, as me being angry. <laughs> So. <laughs> hey, uh, there's there's Fitzy. How you doing, John Fitzpatrick? Hey guys, and and Greg, I'm sorry I'm late, so please don't. No stress. No stress. <laughs> he got me at a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so Greg, there's uh, we mentioned it, or I mentioned it in the pre-show that there's all kinds of rumors of playing players joining MLR in the near future. Of course, your name has come up a couple of times. Um, Anything you can comment about that? Any truth to that? Any is it think, something you're thinking about? Yeah, of course. You know, um, Tess and I weigh up every option. You know, because it's very much a family decision and and what comes across the board. But you know, in this point of time, we're not sure. We're, we're just um, we just very much the, the past few months have been you know uh, quite anxiety inducing with teams popping up and disappearing, popping up, disappearing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, so we're very much just enjoying our time in Newcastle and just seeing where that leads, um, whether that's more time in Europe, um, whether that leads to a path back back to Australia, or whether that leads to um, to MLR. We're not we're not a hundred percent sure yet. So, yeah, we're just seeing how it all goes and it will go and go from there. Yeah, but there are options on the table for you. Uh, yeah, the, well, you know, you know how all it works. Like uh, these, these yeah. options can come and go very quickly. Like even, even at the point in time um, when Glasgow popped up, there was, I think, one other right before I signed for Glasgow. There was another English Premier t- Premiership team that popped up. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. the environment is just crazy right now. Um, you know, thankfully, I do. I do have um, a lot of good footage attached to myself. I've got a good name and a lot of good comp- – I've got a good uh, um, uh, credibility to my name and a lot of competitions, and, um, I've, and I've got an excellent agent. Um, so, you know, if something pops up, he puts my name in the hat, and then it just it goes down the line, and things can come up extremely quickly, or, and they can disappear just as quickly. So – you know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. just been part of the game recently. Um, and, you know, when you add an extra three teams worth of players, potentially, you know, that's it. It, it, uh, it can, again, speed up or slow down the process. So, yeah. So one of the people listening in right now, uh, Jay Mack, has a question for you. He, he writes, um, what's the best thing about Glasgow? Man, um, I'm probably going to say the people. Um, I wouldn't say the weather because it can be quite depressing. You know, the sun going down at 3.30 in the dead of winter. But, um, you know, definitely uh, <laughs> definitely the people. They're, they're just um, – they're ex- extremely kind, extremely helpful, um, very mm-hmm. down-to-earth people. You know, Glasgow is an old ironworking, uh, ironworking shipbuilding town, so – People are just extremely humble in the way they go about their work, and they're extremely hardworking. And that just, I found, creates very, uh, very friendly and kind people. So, I've always enjoyed our time here, and we've we've found it all the same. And you know, they've always got a good bit of crack about themselves too. They don't mind. They don't mind a laugh. <laughs> they 
don't mind taking the piss out of yourself as a joke too. So yeah. Well, Greg, speaking of the uh, of the people, I'm sure you probably maybe you saw this. This was uh, maybe a week ago or so. There was a Scotland rugby fan who I guess had been traveling and following the Rugby World Cup for the past couple of weeks, all the different stadiums. He was interviewed after the Ireland. Yeah, I did see that Scotland match. It was hard to understand what he was saying. <laughs> But it sounded like he was. Yeah, no, trust me. There's um, there's a lot of those characters over here, and when you get them rolling like that, they have an absolute blast. And you know that's probably a good ten pints deep or something like that. But man, I had a good laugh watching that. Um, but yeah, mate, that and that's and that's Scotland. They don't mind. They don't mind. You know, having a laugh. They don't mind a pint. They don't. They very much enjoy themselves, and they will take the piss out of themselves for the enjoyment of others. So, yeah. Have you been able to watch much of the uh, the Rugby World Cup? So yes, I have. You know, the, the past the past four games have been absolutely incredible. Um, you know, I was really hoping, I was really hoping Fiji could could go that one little bit further, but it's 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 always tough. Um, you know, you come up against England, um, who's just a very structured side, and they just trying to keep them in the lineouts, keep them in that structured game that you know, Fiji want, didn't want to play. And, you know, that was unfortunate. Um, you know, I, it, it's funny. I was thinking back, you know, I really wanted the Irish to win. But then also I remember back to multiple different uh, accounts against Irish team. And then I kind of took that back a little bit. Um, but, you know, <laughs> New Zealand were class. They only had one handling error throughout the entire 80 minutes, which is absolute insane. But that's just the level of uh, the level of skill that they operate at. And, um, you know, I wanted France to do the same. But again, you know, you've got South Africa. This team's played together, you know, you know for the past four years almost. And that can be mm-hmm. extremely hard to break, especially when they know how to play in these big games. And, you know, hats off to them. They, they, they did it and against a, a passionate home side with, you know, they would have had Stade de France absolutely full to the brim with those... Um, with the blue jerseys so you know they just they just know how to do it and you know I've, I've got to, had a couple of mates in that um in that French team and was absolutely gutted for them because they played brilliantly but just wasn't enough yeah I gotta ask just here you know with your connection to Australia the Wallabies certainly had a very interesting tournament and certainly what a, a point or two the other way and they're potentially squeaking into the quarterfinals yeah. um, you know a lot certainly a lot to figure out there in, in Rugby Australia. But, I mean, it's got to be exciting, right? They're, they they host the Rugby World Cup next, mm. followed by the U.S. You know, it's things that yeah, are it's, it's, exciting uh, yeah, around the it, world. It would have been very tough. You know, I knew, I knew a lot of those boys. I, I played a couple with them in school, at, at my own school, Andrew Kellaway. Um, and then even even David Brecky, the, the the captain towards the end of that tour, I played with him at Manly at club level. You know, so I've I, I got a lot of close connections. And even before I left Australia, I had a good chat with um, Michael Hooper, just to yeah. just to get some yeah. not knowledge or insight, but just to just to sit there and talk and discuss and you know and trade thoughts, etc. But yeah, it's 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 definitely a tough one. You know, it's. Eddie went. Eddie went the route that he did, and unfortunately, the um, the sport crazy country that is Australia, you know, it. it if you take, if you're going to make a bold move like that, you've got to. They've got to. They've they've got to be able to execute, and they're very close to doing it. And you know, either either way, six six month running to a, a World Cup is tough for any coach. It's tough for any coach. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah, I want to. I want to switch gears a little bit here. Talk a little USA rugby. Uh, Scott Lawrence. He's now the new interim 
head coach. It seems like having taken over the reins, at least maybe from just a fan perspective, that things have been really moving in a positive direction so far. Can you maybe talk all about maybe Scott so far, his influence on the program and what he's brought? Yeah, to the definitely. Program? Scott, Scott's been absolutely brilliant. He He's brought in this vision that he wants, um, you know, to very much, you know, inspire people to play rugby and you know for us to be that for that forefront of it and um and inspire people to play the you know the american way this new american game and he's been completely uncompromising with how he wants to do that and what that vision looks like so it's either buying 100 percent or you know and beat it and i think he's done very well at picking players and and picking um, staff members that are also aligned with that. So, you know, we're all just rowing in the exact same direction. Um, you know, for me, it's been an absolute pleasure working with them, being the captain and stuff. And I've absolutely enjoyed the challenge of, of, of doing that because it, it takes a different step in terms of how you attack the game, how you play the game and how you communicate to, to these players. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. And, um, but it's also credit to the the other leadership boys that we have in that in that group because it makes makes my job easier um, and much more enjoyable. You know, I'm just less miserable at times, I guess. Um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, Scott's Scott's been brilliant. Um, you know, he's he's coming with the vision and then with how we want to play, and then Alamana, you know, with his attacking knowledge, he's coming and helped fill that out along with Nick Easter. Um, you know, Blake, Alex Ross coming in at S and C, who's been, I think, um, also critical to how we, how we want to play. Um, yeah, he's, he's just, he's come in with how he wants to do it. Um, thankfully he's got the board on his side and they've been able to, uh, you know, facilitate, facilitate that to an extent. Um, but also I had to have like, you know, an ex Eagle like him also at that helm. It, it, it gets that added depth of, he knows what it, it is to wear that jersey and the, the pride and the passion, um, you know, which is, uh, you know, another crucial crucial step that we haven't had in, uh, hadn't had in coaches for a while. Yeah, we, we had Scott on a, a few weeks ago and he brought up the, the phrase zero G yeah. rugby. Yeah. And uh, it took me a second to realize what he meant. <laughs> but then I think I figured it out. But Greg, what does zero G rugby mean to you? Zero G rugby is just... Um, complete instinctual rugby that's just flowing you know there's no there's no time to think you're just playing rugby with what's in front of you with the principles that he's given you that are you know just ingrained in your brain it's almost like that you think back to that coach carter scene where they're just running the play over and over and over again until it's complete and completely instinctual and it's the same thing just being able to function you know, at a high level of stress, um, but still be able to execute, you know, what we need to do and what we want to do. So, yeah, that's that's that that zero G. We're still we're still very working hard, very hard to get to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it will be hard to obtain, but it's uh, it's definitely obtainable with the group that we have. And zero G, what is Project Mercury? So Scott brought in um, the the. The vision that he has has been very um, NASA orientated. Um, Project Mercury is uh, the first people that went to space and got close to the moon, um, and that's essentially what we're aiming for. You know, getting to the moon, 
planting that flag of how we want to play and uh you know doing exactly that so project mercury has been this these first phases of uh essentially pilot runs um of making sure that you know the systems work um communications work the people doing the job are doing their job you know and everything's tip top so when we do get to that you know that may be 2020 that's 2025 qualifiers and then 2027 world cup we've done all the mm-hmm. checks we've done everything and that's us you know that's that's apollo 11 getting to the mood and landing well and looking back at the last usa match against um state to a sane to a sign i can never say that right uh it looked like a lot of fun you guys were having out there in that match a tough match but uh, you know what was the plan for the team going into that match um you know larger squad as usual was it more bonding time together or just yeah just that that time together yeah it's uh you know we came in just for the week everyone got in pretty much the sunday night or monday and we just had to reconnect really quick and then we just hit the ground running um it was good because um we you know we sent out a lot of inf- that we had a handful of new boys a lot of utah players that came mm-hmm. in and helped us out too but we had probably close to 10 new boys in the squad and a lot of those boys would you know all the details were sent out and everyone picked it up super quick and we didn't have any like in the probably past tours we've had stragglers where we've had to have a complete day of people relearning and rethinking and you know etc mm. but everyone hit the ground running and knew exactly what they had to do obviously timings and stuff came on came into a little bit later but everyone hit the ground running and then again we just wanted to going back to you know scott's vision we just wanted to inspire this american game um that's just mm-hmm. exactly that that zero g free free-flowing rugby where it's just fun entertaining and you know i think we got that we um you know the crowd had an absolute blast and uh you know we we're able to get the win too which was uh you know a massive win for us you know part of me was really hoping that young david anu would play 20 minutes for Toulouse and then begin the second half in the USA uniform. Would have been brilliant. <laughs> yes, that would have been a nice – I mean, I've, I've heard and seen it in the past. Would have loved that to happen. But, you know, I very much enjoyed – I didn't even know who the captain – I had a good chat to Panda before before the game on the pitch and then had to do the captain's toss and he pops up and, man, I nearly, nearly started bullying him when I should have treated, treated him with a bit more respect. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it earlier about uh, the young players like the utah players that came in to help out and uh and, you know not that we're trying to get rid of you but as far as your position goes the second row talk about the depth behind you in the usa squad you know some younger guys out there to look for like who should we keep an eye on you know the sam gola you know cc mahoney still on the younger side um obviously there's there's some aging going on in the pack uh, but, you know, and then when I look at the La Villa, La Villa uh, International Cup roster, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a few minutes, I don't see a lot of pure locks in that um, in that squad. No, there, there isn't. But we're, we're getting there. You know, I think I think Scott put put it to Blake to find the next couple second rows coming through. And, you know, it, it, it definitely takes time. You know, second row is very much a an aging aging position it takes like a shit even myself like it's taken me a long time to learn <laughs> that i would have done and it's only been the past two years where i really felt comfortable in 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 my job um you know sam's doing great cc's come a long way this past season too and you know i'm constantly trying to help him mm-hmm. whenever he does come into camp even even from afar too i'll try and work closely with sam too i was texting him not too long ago 
um, just seeing how he's doing with all the the isolated running in Texas. Yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be more coming through. Even Bailey Wilson, you could probably stick him into the row. We've got a couple back rowers that mm. would be more than competent coming in. Um, you know, Villy's probably tall enough to get in there too. So as much as I don't like uh, having to banish young athletic back rowers into the second row, it might uh, <laughs> it might happen. But, you know, we've definitely got good stocks when it comes around to the forward pack coming through. It's just more, uh, they need more time in the seat, more experience. And uh, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of good hope coming through. I obviously know what the positions mean, <laughs> but asking for a friend, what is the difference between the number four and number five second row positions? Is there a difference? Uh, people think there is, but I, I just think it's a load of hawk. Um, usually, <laughs> it, it, it four is very much. Uh, it, it and it also depends where you play, like what nation you're playing in. Um, in the UK, four is very much. Uh, um, a bruiser, a brawler, and then the five is very much the, kind of the line-out operator. You know that can switch anywhere it is. I think I, I think it might switch down in Australia, but yeah, usually you got the, them two split. But then also like now these roles have been so undefined. Um, you know, back back when I started, there was very much the the clear role of the enforcer and the um, and the uh, and the lineout operator. Mm-hmm. You know, you look to the old South African pack with Bucky's Botha and Victor mm-hmm. Matfield. You know, two pretty clear defined roles. Um, even with Dan Vickerman and um, shit, uh, Nathan Sharp too, you know, two very clear defined roles. Um, but now it's very fluid. You know, you've got Sam Whitelock and Brody Retallick. They both play the exact same game, very, very similar. Maybe it's a little bit more on the South African team now with Evan Etzebeth and Mo Surt. Mm-hmm. But again, still like these, these lines are becoming very, very fluid. Um, and you're getting back rowers that can drop into second row now too, depending on the game, depending on how the team wants to play, especially if it's closer towards that, um, you know, that South African power game. Greg, I got a, uh, a similar follow-up yeah. question. There was a little bit of a rumor going around on Twitter about how potentially MLR may allow MLR players to choose their own jersey numbers. So oh boy, I got to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> loaded question. Yeah, you could choose your own number. What would what number would you wear? Man, shit, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> man, I could just keep it old school and keep it to four. You know, I've always liked forty five. I'd have to I'd have to look through the uh, the old man's um, football photos and see what number mm-hmm. he was. Um, man, that's that's an interesting one. I to be honest, I haven't really had the the never even thought of the opportunity to be able to pick my own number and what would be my own uh, special number. But that's yeah. that's definitely one to think over, yeah. Well, you did grow up an American what football is, uh, fan, so there's got to be somebody there that you that yeah. you idolized back then. <laughs> yeah, damn. But, I mean, to be able to put it to one person, I, I wouldn't even oh, yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I always liked... Um, Greg, would it be weird to put a 9 or 11 or 14? <laughs> yeah, God, no. No, that's, that'd almost be black. I think that would... That would banish me in some way. Moving on from uh, moving on from that, it's you know it's a silly question, obviously, but uh, you know talking about the uh, the tournament that's going to be taking place in Spain next month, 
Now we saw the news about the uh, the roster announcement. See that your name isn't on it. Is that because you're going to be in Glasgow? Yes, yeah. So pretty much part of the um, you know, I, I when you do pick up these short term uh, opportunities, um, sometimes they do come with a cost, and you know, I kind of knew that when this popped up that this would be one of those costs. Um, you know, I, I I kept Scott in the loop in terms of what was happening with it. Um, and uh, yeah, and unfortunately, when you do come in to to help a team out like this, usually they ask that you uh, do not participate in um, in the national duties. Obviously, this is a bit of a weird time with the World Cup finishing, and usually there isn't any November series, so usually that that wouldn't be a problem. But yeah, I, you know, I I kept Scott in the loop with it, and you know, Glasgow were thankful because you know technically. Technically, the U.S. could just pull the Reg 9 and I'd be gone. But, you know, I'd also be leaving my family in Glasgow by themselves. So, you know, we made, we just made the decision that, um, you know, unfortunately that I, I wouldn't be able to uh, go to Spain. Um, you know, it's potentially two test caps that I'm missing out on. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's just, the again, the part of the journey and part of the decision. You know, when I, when I do commit to something like this, that I'm usually committed 100%, like I said at the start. And, um, and yeah. So, hey, hey, let me jump in here, Fitzy. Um, we do have a, uh, one of our favorite listeners is coming up to ask a question. I think it'd be a great time to get him in, get him in. Cause we have another five minutes or so with Greg. Um, so let's jump over to our buddy, David. Hey, how are you? Thanks for taking the call. I'm, I'm of course. glad I was able to, to sneak it in here while I'm at work. So don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, <it's better. laughs> uh, Greg, I'm really excited to watch you playing for the Warriors this year. Um, the season obviously starts this weekend. It's possible I missed this question earlier. I apologize. But um, it's a big one against Leinster, though they're obviously going to be without a lot of people. Um, are you? Do you know if you're going to be in the 23? What are you expecting out of that match? And what are your feelings about working with Franco Smith this year? We're not I'm unsure about the 23 yet. I hope so. You know, if you look at the... They always tell you not to read into the bibs and non-bibs, but, you know, hopefully it goes the right way. Um, you, you're never sure sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, the, the the season for them looks good. They've got a good couple. They've got a good roster at the start in terms of the teams that were, teams that were playing leading up to Christmas. Um, you know, and like I said at the start, you know, the, it, you get a good couple wins and a couple crucial spots, you know, it can set your set the rest of your season up very nicely. So, you know, it's good to good to be here and good to help them out in this in this crucial point. Um, you know, excited to start back in the URC. It's always a fun competition with a lot of travel and a lot of different different play styles and different teams. Um, but to work with Franco Smith, you know, um, Franco Smith, you know, I've been here almost two weeks now and very much enjoy being under him you know he he's a good coach he's he's very similar to scottness and he, he knows exactly what he wants how he wants it done and you know will just uh wants to in- inspire you to play the best rugby you can that was about the first things he he said to me he wants to inspire me to um to play when i first fell in love with the game and stuff so, you know i've i've never lost any inspiration to to hit rucks and and to destroy malls so um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it, it's just good to be back, good to work under a new coach, a new perspective of what, of the way things run, and you know, just to expand my um, expand the experience. I think you might have another follow up there, David. Are you back up again? 
asked my good friend John Anderson from the Scottish Rugby Podcast. I, mm. I reminded him that you had re-signed with Glasgow. He said, oh, yeah, he, he's back, he's back. And I said, what should I ask him? He said, ask him which stand is best at Scottson, and if you could play b- beside any <laughs> former teammate who Glasgow, with Glasgow one more time, who would it be? Man, that's a wow. good question. Uh, which stand, whichever, probably the the main stand would be the best because that's got the most cover from the rain. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's very much dependent because rain can come at any angle at this place. Um, so whichever, whichever side's best covered, probably do it. And then probably player that I would love to play with again. <sighs> Man, there's a lot of them and there's a lot of boys that are either coaching now or... Um, or still a part of the team, but probably one that always that I've always enjoyed playing with probably Rob Harley. You know, he's Ooh, nice. yeah, he's an absolute yeah. absolute stalwart of the team. Um, you know, and he's probably one of the hardest men that I've that I've ever met, and most durable men that I've ever met. Um, you know, I've got a great around great amount of respect for him. I was even texting him today, but yeah, he's he's a great man. I would love to suit up next to him again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nice. John says the correct answer is Finn Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's, or, DG, or DTH. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, Finn Russell's not a bad idea. He's a, he's a handy player to have. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank Thanks, you. David. All right, Greg, we're going to wrap it up with one more question. Uh, this is a thinker, okay? It, it's a big word. It's, it's legacy, and yeah. it's, it's a lot to think about. But uh, what do you want your coaches, teammates, you know, fans to remember you about when your career ends in a number of years from now? Man, shh. Shit, I don't know. Just someone that was always there, always willing to help. Just a good teammate. Um, you know, nothing. Uh, I've always, I've always hung my hat on just being the bloke in the background doing the graft. And if I'm just reminded of, if if people just remember me of always being there, always being durable, and always being there for the team, and then you know, then I've then I've done my job as a second rower. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that 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 in itself would be great. I don't ask to be put in a bronze statue outside <laughs> outside the USA Rugby, Colorado, or anything. You know, um, but yeah, I just you know I'm, I'm pushing hard to get to 50 caps, and hopefully nice. I can do that. Um, but um, yeah, just just to be just a great teammate. You know, uh, Fitzy, any last comments for Angry Greg? <laughs> no, I don't want to ask him a question that's going to piss him off. No. Yeah, man, we're rooting for you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> well, Greg, uh, uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, good luck, not just this weekend, but in the rest of the URC season. Uh, we're cheering for you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it very much, guys. All right, have a great one. You too. Take care, everyone. Yeah, and, and Fitzy, you know, um, one thing I love about this, um, now that we have to spend more money on Flow Sports, Flow Rugby, but you can watch all these URC matches on Flow Rugby, which is uh, which is nice to have. Uh, lots of rugby again this weekend, eh, Fitzy? Absolutely. we got, uh, what, World Cup? I think I'll be watching just a little bit of it. Yeah, women's, uh, women's rugby Friday morning, Eastern time. Bunch of games going. No, no, uh, you know, no AJ McGinty for a while, so you can't tune to him on the rugby network but uh hopefully kp with saracens you never know man that was, that was some good stuff glad you made it yeah apologize for being late again it was you know traffic is crazy but all that stuff but i'm glad we were able to catch up with greg man i i love how he was you know there's multiple mlr offers on the table and i'm sure when that time comes 
it'll be a great addition to an MLR club. So we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, I think at some point the uh, location comes down to what the spouse wants. <laughs> so we'll have to find out where she, where she wants Beach. to live. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, that's looking like a really old, good team. Old Glory, DC, Washington, DC. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, for those of you that maybe just tune in late, um, you can actually go right back when we're done here and, and listen to um, this space on Twitter again. Um, otherwise, it will be cut up a little bit and sound better as a podcast tomorrow. Uh, but check it out. Also, uh, don't don't forget to check out the Rugby Morning newsletter, which you get every morning. And also, there's a new newsletter just for this show, which comes out twice a week, day before the shows, and then on a Friday to wrap up the show and talk about the weekend. So do us a favor and subscribe that also, um, um, even if you unsubscribe later. That's okay. (laughs) But uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great day, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.